I just I'm fully expecting next week to be in the lead beating Chad because my time is coming. I won this last year. I'm going to win it again. That's my final thoughts. I'm fully expecting next week to be in the lead. In the lead. Lead. But he was wrong, wasn't he? He was very wrong. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. It's good. And I am Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And apparently, it's game on. Because someone did better than somebody else in last week. And uh, I'm not going to say who because I don't want to. Um, but, uh, yeah, there he is. The Dadalac chat. I don't have anything else to say, really, because somebody else did better than another person. Hi, I'm here. And, uh, yeah, pretty uh, happy here in the cave. Once again, new pops, because I told you. By the end of the season, this will be completed. But it's not the end of the season. So each week, there'll be new things. But yes, yeah, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. It's the well, second quarter, quarter now, right officially, of the NFL season. So, let's go. Yeah, so you only have a quarter of the room done. Yeah, there you go. So, well, you might as well get right into it, because uh, we weren't together last week. So, I don't even think Chad knows what I picked, even though he's the one who edited the video. I actually watched it because I wanted to get Chad's pick so I could... Uh, him on the spreadsheet here and chad did do better he went 10 and 6 last week and i went 9 and 7 so it's only a game but still he did better there was a couple games that uh went to overtime right down to the end that could have went his way could have went my way but didn't so chad is now for total 39 and 25 and i am 38 and 26 chad you're uh Bad in a six oh nine right now. Hey, that's pretty respectable. I'm not. I'm not upset about that. Through the first quarter of NFL action, I'm pretty happy with that actually. Yeah, fourteen games over five hundred. Can't complain. Huh? Yeah. So this week, get it out of the way. We have the first week of buys, and this week on buy is Cleveland, Chargers, Buccaneers, and the Seahawks. So those teams are going to get some rest and recuperation. The Chargers needed the most out of those teams. Uh, the Cleveland, too. I mean, Sean Watson didn't play last week. but uh, I mean, honestly, all four of those teams are kind of banged up. Uh, Geno Smith ain't looking so good after getting whacked around on Monday night. I mean, they won the game, and they killed Daniel Jones. But yeah. still, he got beat to piss in that game as well. But you know who did look good in that game? Drew Locke. Even though he only yeah. came in for that one drive, he scored a touchdown. And, like, he was whipping that ball. He got that one long pass to Noah Fant. Maybe he came for two drives. But uh, that was, yeah. Drew Locke looked really, really good. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him as a starter next season for somebody. Because I always liked Drew Locke. I always kind of felt like they pulled the plug a little bit early on him in Denver. But who knows? We'll see uh, where he goes after this season. But, uh Want to pick some games of teams that are actually playing? Well, first of all, I should probably quickly recap my betting locks from last week. And you could uh, do that. flash that graphic up onto the screen. Now, as you can see, the gold lock hit once again. The silver lock hit. The bronze lock failed. The gold lock was the over in the Miami and Buffalo game. 
The silver lock was the Rams taking getting points in that game against Indy that they won in dramatic fashion in overtime. And the bronze lock that got wrong was the Carolina Panthers. And let's be honest, folks, I picked that with my heart, not my brain. I shouldn't have put a lock on that game, but I really wanted Minnesota to lose it. And then for bonus locks, we went two and four with the Baltimore Ravens lock ah, hitting this week because they dominated the Browns. The over did not hit in that game because obviously Deshaun Watson didn't play. But then the other one was Seattle crushed the Giants. So that was an easy win. And then the final bonus lock that didn't hit was Philly did not cover minus eight points. And that's because the commies are eagle killers. And that's just a national offense. So they should probably be put in federal prison. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, they're also the commies, so. See, see, see. Double reason to be put into prison. But anyways, let's move on. Actually, the first game this week involves the commies. On Thursday night football, we have the 0-4 Chicago Bears traveling to the 2-2 Washington Commanders. Commanders are five-and-a-half-point favorites with a 45-and-a-half-point over-under and... I have a new stat that I'm going to be saying every week. I didn't tell you about this. I got uh, fan vote percentages from ESPN's Pick'ems. Wow. So, yeah. So the nation picks Washington 89%. I, I agree with the nation. <laughs> a thousand percent on this one. I got burned last week by picking Justin Fields and the Bears. And even though I was actually watching the first half of the games while I was out in Maryland, I still had no confidence, even when the Bears were up 28 to nothing. And that's when I left our Airbnb to head to the festival for the day. Still didn't have any confidence. And what they do, they lost that game. The Bears are trash. Justin Fields might not be trash, but the Bears as a whole are trash. Matt Eberflus is, if there wasn't a few other coaches in the league, he would without a doubt be the worst coach in the NFL right now. But he's trying to knock on that door, folks. He's really trying to get there because how you don't kick a field goal when there's that little time left in the game and you're, I, I know your defense hasn't been playing great, but it hasn't been playing so bad that you shouldn't get points in that situation and put the pressure on a terrible Denver Broncos team who have shit the bed left and right each and every week. Matt Eberflus, you deserve to be fired on the spot at that moment for that call. Give me the commies here. And bonus lock of the week. I don't like the cover or the numbers here because this could be a three-point game. So give me the over because I don't think either of these teams will play defense. And I could see a lot of points being scored, even though it's a Thursday night football. And usually a lot of points aren't scored. I'm going to buck that trend. Give me the commies. And then with a bonus lock, give me that over. Yeah, I think that Matt Eberflus might be the worst coach in the NFL. I it, That was just horrible. Like, exactly what you said. It's the end of the game. And, like, I texted you that – because I was, again, giving you a play-by-play because you were out and about. And they got to go for the points. 100% you got to go for the points. Because then you have the freaking lead. And you got to bet on your defense. And, like, it doesn't make sense to go for it right there. Because if you miss it, you're going to get the ball in the same spot. And you got to, no matter what, you got to bet on your defense. Like, you weren't going to get it there, especially when you wind up in shotgun, which makes you even, like, six yards away from getting the first down. And then you handed it off, and you get stuck. It, it was just 
it was bad. And then the best Justin runner Fields on your team is Justin Fields. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the best runner on your team is Justin Fields. How do you not call a QB draw at least there or a naked a bootleg? Anything like an option play? Give Justin Fields a chance to get you that one yard. The thing was they lined up to go for it on fourth and one, then called the timeout. Why would you waste the timeout? Like, you're going to need that timeout. There's still three minutes left. Like, kick the field goal, save your timeout. You shouldn't even have lined up to go for it on fourth down. Like, I mean, fair enough. Like, there's nothing wrong with that call to try to get him to jump off sides. Just go for the points, save the timeout, because you might need it because your defense wasn't playing the greatest. But, yeah, it was just a horrible game. I think we're talking about the Bears way too much when we should be talking about how good – Washington looked against the Eagles. I don't know if Washington's good or not because they've had like any good. They've had two games where they look like they're really good, and two games where they're like, eh. um, I thought they were going to win that game, and they came back when they scored with no time left to take it into overtime. See, and then Riverboat Ron. Also, I have a problem with this because he should have went for two. Like you go for two in that situation. I don't care you end the game there because you're not winning that game in overtime like it's almost a guarantee so you want to try to win that game you got to do it right there and he didn't do it and yeah and i still am with you that they need to ban the brotherly shove because that's just yeah it's just so lame so so lame well yeah so i, I assume got you're Washington. taking the commies as well so let's say yeah taking I, the commies as well <laughs> because yeah i also if you have uh, Brian Robinson or Scary Terry on your fantasy team, I would say play them because I think they're both going to score a touchdown. So, yeah. Fantasy lock of the week. If you need a quarterback and your name is Chad, well, you're getting Sam Howell in your leagues because I got him in two, three different leagues this week, baby. Woo. Woo. Okay, well, we're moving on to the first game on Sunday. We're going back to London you sound like you from London. That's, that's horrible. But that's also from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, yeah. You sound like you're from London. Anyways, I shouldn't have done You know that. I'm 100% putting the clip in there of that <laughs> so they can see just how bad what you just did was right there. I, 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 I don't even have a response for how bad that was. But yes, all right, we'll move on. I can't do accents. We got the 2-2 two two Jacksonville Jaguars. Actually playing an away game at, in London at, versus the 3-1 and one Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored by 5.5 with a 49-point over-under. And the poll has uh, Buffalo with 95%. I think that's kind of high. I'm going to let you talk about this game first because I think I know where you're going to go with this. And I might agree with you, and I don't want you to think that I'm stealing. I don't want to steal your thunder, because I think I might, I might be on the same wavelength as you here. So, you know what's hard to do, folks? Travel, long, long distances. And you know what's really hard to do when you travel long distances? Concentrate and play mistake-free football. You know who doesn't play mistake-free football very well when they can't focus? His name is Josh Allen, folks. And I'm not talking about Josh Allen who plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars, because that man, he can F and focus. Promise you that, because you know what he does? He just dominates in London. I got the Jags. 
I, I know it's insane. I know the Buffalo Bills have been statistically the best team in the NFL besides week one. They looked, they looked like dog shit week one because Josh Allen turned the ball over 20 times. But these weeks two, three, and four, dominant. The Jaguars, on the other hand, have kind of looked a little bit like uh, the Jaguars. Like, like, let's get honest. They have looked like the Jaguars. Not that great. Not that bad. Lots of opportunities for greatness, though. I think this last week's game against Atlanta was not a pretty game for the Jaguars by any right. But I think it was a get-right game for them in the way that they got their heads right. I think they are already in London. I think that is, I don't care if they're the quote-unquote away team. There's only one home team in London ever, and their name is the London Jaguars because they've played there one billion times. And they're the only ones who have. They play there every year, and now they're doing it twice a year. I can't wait till they move to London and we get a 8.30 a.m. game every single week. I love it so much. It brings a smile to my heart, especially now that I have kids and I have to be awake that early anyways. Gives me something to watch that isn't the prognosticators. Talk about the same thing that I already talked about earlier in the week. I digress. Jacksonville's winning this game. Buffalo is really good, but Buffalo also is a team of highs and lows. And I feel like this is going to be the roller coaster. We've been just click, 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 click up the top of this hill for these past three games. And they, I think they really put a lot into this beating the Miami Dolphins because Miami was talking a lot of shit. And I think Buffalo took that personally. I took it very personally. And you know what they did? They took it out on Miami. But now they have to travel across the pond and face a very hungry Jaguars team who need this game in the whole AFC scope of things. I like the Jags here. I'm crazy. I don't care. America, you're wrong. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what's nuts? Every team in the AFC South is 2-2. Two and two. I find that very interesting. It's the AFC South. They're they're here to drive us gamblers insane. I and I'm feeling you with Jacksonville. They're already in England. They didn't travel back to the States. They I feel like that is an advantage. Their bodies have been acclimated to being there because they've been living there for ten days or however long they've been there. I really want to pick Jacksonville. And I feel you with like them beating Miami. It was a division game. There's a lot of things that went into that Miami game. Miami came off that 70-point game thinking that they were like top shit. They talked a lot of shit. And Jack or Buffalo was like, no, no, that's not happening this time. Um, and there was that game early last year with Miami and Buffalo where it was – a shootout and Miami ended up winning that game. They weren't going to let that happen again. Ah, I think 95% of people picking Buffalo is crazy because of the fact that Jacksonville is already in England, but I'm going to go with Buffalo because you picked Jacksonville, even though I kind of feel that you're right, but I also kind of made a, a deal with myself that I'm not betting against Buffalo anymore because every time that I have this year, I've gotten bitten by it. Um, so until they prove me wrong, 
until they start like playing bad again, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. That's like pretty much the only reason. I because I do feel that you're probably right with Jacksonville. Like I feel like I'm making a grave mistake by picking Buffalo, but I'm doing it anyways. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Moving on to the next game, we have the two and two Houston. I always forget their name. Texans. I always want to go Astros than Oilers. Texans traveling to the two and two Atlanta Falcons. This game's at noon on Sunday. Atlanta is favored by two. Uh, over under is forty one and a half, and the fans have Houston sixty six percent. I think it's your turn to talk first on a football game. I talked, I think, first about the first two of them. So that is fine. I, mean, I already know who I'm going with. I'm going. I'm with the fans in this one. I'm going with Houston. I like their swagger right now. I like they're playing good on offense. And C.J. Stroud has four 300-yard games. It's he only played three games. He whatever. No. Every game he's played. He has, yeah, he did play all four games. I thought there was a, that one game where, like, he was a game-time decision. Yeah, four 300-yard games to start his career. I feel like he's the real deal. I mean, I don't think that Houston's, like, great, but I also feel like Atlanta is not as good as they looked in week one and two. Um, I don't know. Houston might be a better team overall, and... Both of them have good coaches too. I but I like Houston in this game. Like they just have that swagger. And after watching him last week just dominate the Pittsburgh, yeah, I got Houston in this game. I was really hoping by letting you go first, you're gonna talk yourself into picking Atlanta. No, because no, no. boy howdy, do I want to talk myself into picking Atlanta. But I can't. I'm not going to do it until they put my boy. Taylor behind center because as long as Desmond Ritter is behind center for the Atlanta Falcons, this team is going to go nowhere. They have so many dynamic players and weapons on that team that if you put anyone else back there, I mean, look at what Taylor did last year with the Washington commies. Okay. He wasn't a superstar or anything like that. But he was better than half of the quarterbacks in the NFL. And there's no way in that you can say that about Desmond Ritter with a straight face right now. And it it infuriates me. Because once again, I am a, I don't know why I be that that documentary or I still feel bad about the Patriots destroying them in that 28-3 Super Bowl. And then it's like a residual effect. But I want to root for the Atlanta Falcons. And you won't let me love you. Because you just keep hurting me by being terrible with quarterbacks. I got the Houston Texans. And this is the bronze lock of the week, folks. Until Desmond Ritter is out from behind center, I'm off of this Falcons bandwagon. I think they'll keep games close. Because I do love the defense. I do love B. John Robinson. I do love Kyle Pitts. I do love Drake London. I do love Algier. I love, the, I love so many things about this team. But the quarterback is what wins games in the NFL. And he ain't winning any games with frickin' Ritter. So, bronze lock of the week. Houston Texans. You said everything I was going to say about C.J. Stroud. 
1,200 yards through his first four NFL games. Well, I don't want to crown the kid or anything like that, but gosh darn it, that's pretty damn good. And so uh, he might be the real deal. D'Amico Ryans is one hell of a coach, it seems like. And so, yeah, I think the Houston Texans are on an upswing. And until they get Desmond Ritter out of there, the Falcons can piss off. Did you forget Taylor's last name? Henneke, baby. No, I just, I, I, we're, we're so close, man. I, a guy, I was texting him earlier today. We were talking about the fact that he's still playing backup. So, no, it's just me and Taylor. We're real close. Okay, okay. I mean, you could have been talking about Taylor Swift. No, no, me and Tay-Tay don't work like that. Me, me and Tay-Tay aren't that close. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. You got to shoot your shot just like uh, Travis Kelsey did. I'm a married man. I just want a friendship, Taylor <laughs> Swift, all right? I don't want anything else. Just a friendship. I'm, I'm sure Allison will give you a hall pass. I don't know if I'm going to use that on Tay-Tay. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Anyways, I mean, that's probably a hot take from both of us right there. Anyways, moving on to the next game, noon on Sunday. We have the 0-4 Carolina Panthers traveling to the 3-1 Detroit Lions. Lions are favored by 9.5, 45-point over-under. The fans have the, nine, or the, the Detroit Lions at 98%. I can't disagree with that either. I just, it's a rebuilding year for Carolina. I think Detroit is the real deal. I think going into Green Bay last week, they pretty much proved that. Even though Green Bay was depleted on defense without Jerry Alexander, without Campbell, uh, you don't have an offensive line right now. I don't think that would have mattered as much as it would have mattered in the, the game against the Saints. Even though they won the game against the Saints, I think there would have been a different story if they had everybody. They're healthy. I think the Lions were going to win this game either way because I feel like they're the better team. Um, I mean, Carolina almost beat Minnesota last week. And, I mean, Bryce Young looks okay. He's not looking as good as C.J. Stroud or Richardson. And But you know who's having a resurgence? Adam Thielen. I like Adam Thielen, and he looks good in the uh, Panthers uniform, but, man, Detroit, I just, they're not losing at home to Carolina. It's not happening. The 2% that voted for Carolina must be diehard Panthers fans. I mean, let's get honest about this. Diesel, everyone looks good in a Carolina uniform. So uh, They have legitimately some of the best color schemes and best uniforms in the NFL by a lot. That... Black and teal, ooh, chef's kiss, just beautiful. On that note, though, this is a big cat game. So, you know, Chad loves himself a big cat game. And unfortunately, I would love to go against America again here because I already did once and I picked the other big cat. I can't, though. I'm a, I I want Carolina Panthers. Okay, this is this is my plea to you, Carolina Panthers. Take off the reins. Take off, like, whatever you're doing to tell C.J. Stroud to not, like, run around the yard, right? Or Bryce Young, sorry. what Whatever you're telling to Bryce Young that is being not or not told to C.J. Stroud is what should be told to, you get what I'm saying? No, I don't either, because it sounded totally convoluted. What are you talking about? Let's start that again. Bryce Young needs to throw the ball more. All right, that's what I was trying to get to. Just let him throw the ball. I don't know why you're not. I don't know why you're trying to play this like very safe, like 
non-scary offense right now, you're going nowhere this year, folks. You're the Carolina Panthers. You're not a very good team. You're not a complete team, but you know what you could be? You could be a growing team. And you could let Bryce Young figure some shit out. Instead of whatever you're doing for him right now that isn't helping at all. He looks he looks timid. He looks scared out there. And that's not who Bryce Young has ever been if you watch any college highlight. So I just don't get it. I don't know what you're telling Bryce Young, but stop it. Stop it and let Bryce Young be Bryce Young. I got the Lions here. I'm not messing with them. I think they're a good team. I think they're not a great team, but I think they are a very good team. Yeah, I wouldn't say great either, but yeah, I would put them in very good. I also think that the Panthers should have gotten Bryce Young at least a decent running back because Miles Sanders is not cutting it. And, I mean, frankly, he wasn't that good in Philadelphia. They had so many running backs that he would get a touchdown every now and then because they give it to him when they were on the three-yard line. It never really and they had one Miles of the best Sanders. offensive lines. So Yeah, I never thought Miles Sanders was all that great. Anyways, I think that they, they should have tried to re-sign Foreman, but that's here and over there. We're moving He's already on. been benched in Chicago, though. So maybe I mean, they weren't wrong. Chicago, well, Chicago, they have the right now they have the one and two picks because they have Carolina's first round pick. So I can't wait to see them like mess that all up too. Like it's gonna be great. <laughs> gonna be great. Like Chicago has no idea how to run a team. That front office is just lost. Like yeah. <laughs> moving <Yep>. on. Dude. <laughs> Sunday, we have the 2-2 two two Tennessee Titans traveling to the 2-2 two two Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by one point with a 42.5 point over-under. But the fans have Tennessee at 52%. Chad, who you got and why? What? Who's favored in this game again? Colts by one point. God, what the... What? This game's the definition of a toss-up. I hate the AFC South so very much. They are they're the bane of my betting and picking existence. I don't know. I don't know. Like, okay. who is Tennessee? Like, Derrick Henry, for the first, like, two weeks, even three weeks, looked like a shell of a man. We were all saying, King Henry dead the king is dead put his head on a pike he is gone and this last week he rumbled for like 200 yards looked like his old self and threw another freaking touchdown the man's like (laughs) six for six for like six touchdowns in his career and then you have the indianapolis colts who are i just i don't they should be bad they should be so so bad but they're not they are, they're not, they are like, they are a island of misfit toys that have somehow all come together on this plateau of everyone else thinks we're shit and they have found a way to turn it in to gold. I, I'm gonna stick with what I did last time. I really like Anthony Richardson and I don't like Ryan Tannehill. So I'm gonna go with the Colts in a game that I'm not gonna put a dollar on I'm not going to put it on a parlay. I'm not going to touch it at all because it terrifies me. And whatever I pick, it'll go the opposite way. So I'm not even going to, I'm not going to hurt anyone else's gambling on this game. Not picking nothing on this game, but take the Colts. 
So what you're saying is I should take Tennessee then? Sure. I'm not going to do that. I actually like the Colts in this game. And it's for the same reason you like the Colts in this game. I like Anthony Richardson. I think he's also the real deal. Like them coming back on the Rams last week and almost winning that game, taking them to overtime. That that game was a lot of fun. And I didn't think they had it in them. But by golly, they did. And I... I really like the Colts. I've always been kind of a fan of the Colts. Like, never disliked them. Um, they never really got in the Packers' way. So I never have a problem with them. And they're blue. And blue's my favorite color. So if you don't mess with my teams and you wear blue, I'm, I might like you. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I like Anthony Richardson. I don't know. I mean, one point is yeah i mean that sounds about right i wouldn't be surprised if this game was like six to five <laughs> like seriously but uh if this game ended in a tie i wouldn't be shocked if if i was real ballsy i would pick a tie here just to really like throw my nuts on the table here but i'm not going to because i'm not that ballsy you can do that but i know yeah. i'm not going to though Okay, moving on to the next game. It's noon on Sunday. The one and three New York Giants traveling to the three and one Miami Dolphins. Miami is favored by 11 with a 50 point over under. And America has Miami at 98%. Giants are bad. The Giants are bad bad they don't have an offensive line i think they were exposed on monday night if they weren't already but like man they are bad because i mean i think seattle's good but i don't think they're as good as the giants made them look like they're not oh, nine man. sacks good that's for damn sure um what's that rookie's name uh witherspoon witherspoon oh man that guy is a beast he had a game on monday night I, yeah, the Giants are bad. Miami's good. I think Miami just had an off game. I think they let the Broncos game get to their head, and they thought that football's easy. They're just going to show up and win it. Everything is easy. And Buffalo came to play. I don't see New York coming to play because they don't have any players. They have one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL. Daniel Jones was good last year somehow, but he's – Turned back into Daniel Jones. Clock has struck midnight. His pumpkin has arrived. Yeah. He's, uh, Cinderella's story is over. He, yeah. Saquon Barkley, doubt he'll play. I would trade him if I were the Giants and try to get some draft picks and maybe tank and maybe try to get yourself in that Caleb Williams bowl. I, I don't know, but I have Miami in this game. I just, yeah, because Miami's defense isn't great, but they're as good as the Seattle's defense. I think that Daniel Jones is going to be his back the whole entire game. And, yeah, they're not going to be able to stop Tariq. They're not going to be able to stop Waddle. Uh, yeah. Waddle, Waddle, no, Waddle, yeah. I don't know. I'm talking too much. I got Miami. I, I was enjoying it. I, that's why I was letting you just roll with it. Okay, first of all, I will say right away, 
I'm taking Miami in this game. It's not even close. Miami is by far a better team. And sometimes good teams need to get punched in the mouth. And it's always better to get punched in the mouth in the early parts of the season than then get your shit right to get punched in the mouth later in the season and then have to scramble before the playoffs. So I think that loss to Buffalo was a really good thing for the Miami Dolphins because you're 100% right. They walked into that game with too much swagger and not not completely undeserved swagger, but too much of it. And when you do that against a team like Buffalo, you give them too much bulletin board material and that will bite you in the ass. It always does. It's how us humans work. You keep telling us we can't do something and by God, we will do it. And I don't care what it takes, we will. But what I want to take this time to talk about for one second, as stated on last week's podcast, I was out in Maryland for Ocean's Calling, the music festival. And during this Monday night game, we were in the process of driving back. So we stopped at a bar. I think we were near Pittsburgh at this time. I know we were in Pennsylvania. I don't know exactly where, but they did have uh, a Pittsburgh Pirates schedule up on the thing. And the Giants game was on at this point. I think it was the second quarter. And I wasn't really watching the game too much. I was just trying, we were trying to get some food and just move on. But the point that I want to make about this is, is how every one of these Pittsburgh people or these Pennsylvanians in this bar were laughing their ass off at Daniel Jones the entire time. None of them were Seahawks fans, obviously. But by God, you wouldn't have known that from being in that bar because I have never heard a crowd be more behind a team getting their ass kicked than I was when I was in that bar watching the sea chickens for like, I don't know, maybe half a quarter demolish the Giants. And I just got to respect that kind of vitriolic hate for one of your opponent's teams that you don't even care. You're just good. I hate I hate the Giants so much that I'm glad to watch them just burn. So good job, Pennsylvania, for once again, just being an absolute dumpster fire of an entire state. Love you for it. Yeah, we also I also had to shout out A Chain because like uh he might be I mean through the first quarter of the season, he is the hidden gem of the draft. Like that guy is explosive and man, if he plays to that level every single week, uh watch out for uh the Dolphins in the NFC. Like they're gonna be hard to beat. I really want to know if the Dolphins get the, like, whoever works and does all the Madden ratings also works for the Dolphins because somehow the Dolphins have the fastest player at every single position that is in Madden. And you know, I don't know how you draft that. Like, I know you can look at 40 <laughs> times and everything like that, but conditional speed isn't always the same as the 40 time. And that's not how Madden always puts people's speeds on. So for them to have at basically every position in the NFL, the fastest player or a top three fastest player. It's just wild. It's wild. It is crazy. It is very crazy. Chip Kelly would really like this team. So would Mark Davis. Yeah. Well, anyways, moving on to the next game. Sunday at noon. We have the one and three. No, they're two and two. Right? Two and two New Orleans Saints. He's already started to forget to update records, folks. It's only week five. I see what I did. I mixed up uh, New England and uh, New Orleans records because I have New England at two and two. New England's one and three. New Orleans is two and two. 
New England took a bad beat last week, but it was uh, New England's favorite in this game by one and a half with a 40-point over-under. But uh, wouldn't you be surprised if I told you that the fans are 67% on New Orleans? I would not be surprised, unfortunately. We just lost Matthew Judon and Christian Rodriguez for the rest of the season. Yes, J.C. Jackson is coming back, but I don't know if he's even close to what he used to be. I am really sad, folks. I, and it's, it, it's it's deservedly so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this before I say anything else. I know that these are my deserved comeuppance. I deserve to have some bad years as a Patriots fan, and I respect that. You can all laugh at me all you want, but I'm still allowed to be sad about it, all right? And I am. It's really hard to watch this team, and I'm so glad that I didn't have to watch them this last Sunday because I just every time I looked down on my phone to look at what like the score was, it just it kept getting worse and worse. And even when I got excited for one second because I got the notification, not only from Bleacher Report, but also from you, Diesel, that it was zappy time. And you all know how much I love me some Bailey Zappy. That that couldn't even bring a smile to my face. At this point, you know what? Put in old Mac Chuckle Jones and let's lose every game for the rest of the season. All right, Bill? I know, I know it's gonna hurt and it's gonna be hard and it's gonna hurt your soul, but Kraft will stand behind you. You know he will. Let's get in, let's get in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, all right? I don't, we, we need a quarterback. There's a lot of other pieces on this team. <sighs> I really hate myself for doing this. I'm picking New Orleans and I'm putting the silver lock of the week, folks. Wow. I never thought you would pick one of your locks against the Patriots. It hurts me so, but I can't believe the depths this offense has fallen. And with the losses on defense, I don't know who's going to rush the passer. I mean, Derek Carr, I don't think it matters. You could be out there with one arm. You're going to have a year and a half to throw the ball every time. I just, it's it's horrible. It's horrible, horrible. I'm getting points. Give me New Orleans, silver lock of the week. And let's go Caleb Williams, New England Patriot. Yeah. Uh, I really want to take the Patriots. And I feel like that every single week. I don't know if I'm 100% sold on New Orleans, though. But yeah, like you said, who is going to rush the passer? Uh, I don't know. They, I mean, the New England has Mac Jones, and I don't know when Bill Belichick drafted him if he thought that Mac Jones had the special sauce, but the only special sauce, the only Mac that has a special sauce is a Big Mac. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I'm going to go New Orleans, too. I really don't want to. I I don't know. I, I do feel bad for New England because, yeah, they had a rough start to the beginning of the year, the first four weeks. I mean, they got to play the Jets, but without Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers did play, oh, man, that was a rough, for, like, first quarter of the season and where it already was. Plus, they got the injuries now. And you still have Mac Jones as your quarterback. Yeah, I got New Orleans. 
Hey, let's uh, start selling pieces. Hey, anyone want Ramondre Stevenson? He's a really good running back. I know how much everyone values running backs in the NFL right now. We could probably get, what, a, a seventh round draft pick for him? Cool. Cool. Moving on to the next game at noon. I already put this one in for Chad. It is the three and one Baltimore Ravens traveling to the two and two Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens are favored by three and a half, the 38 point over under. And the nation also has the Ravens 91%. I think you can go first. I mean, I already have you filled in. So, I mean, folks, what, what, what more do I have to keep telling you about how great this Ravens team is? And they're beat to shit. They're, they're losing players left and right each and every week, like the Ravens always do, yet they're still winning. And I know, I know, it was just against a Deshaun Watson-less, Nick Chubb-less Browns team. But you know what? That Browns still had a top five, top three defense in the NFL through the first quarter of the NFL season. And what did the Ravens do? They carved them up. Lamar Jackson ran for two touchdowns and threw another two touchdowns. And what did the Ravens' defense do? Yes, I know that the Browns were missing pieces, but you know what the most important thing to do against a team that's missing pieces is? To do your job and do what you're supposed to do. And that's what the Ravens did. They dominated the Browns. And you know what they're going to do this week? Against a, and I, this folks, this is my apology to all of you. I am an idiot, apparently. I'm going to admit that on this podcast. I'm a thousand percent wrong about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's bad. I don't, I don't know how they're this bad. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's bad. I don't know if Mike Tomlin's lost it. I don't know if the offensive line is just that bad or if it's just the Matt Canada effect and that his Canadian cancer has spread throughout the entire Pittsburgh organization and ruined it all, but they're really bad. And so Baltimore Ravens lock of the week, folks. Give me Baltimore. Give me Baltimore minus 12. I don't care. Give me Baltimore. I don't care if it's a division game. Baltimore's hot. Baltimore ain't effing around in division games. They are coming for the Pittsburgh Steelers' head. I don't know if Kenny Pickett finishes this game. We might get a sighting of Mitch the Bitch in this game. Baltimore Ravens going to the Super Bowl. All my eggs are in this basket now, folks. Kenny Pickett didn't finish last game. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm taking Baltimore. But... I wouldn't go as far as to say Pittsburgh's a really bad team. I think really bad teams are the Bears and the Broncos. I think they're a step above those teams because I feel like they're hot and cold because they looked good against the Browns. They've, they've had flashes this year where they've looked good. But then, like you have last week where they just got demolished by uh, – the Texans but no I don't see Baltimore losing to Pittsburgh because I think Baltimore overall is a more talented team than Pittsburgh I just wouldn't go as far as saying they're really bad I would, I would say they're bad I just want to put the really in front of it so yeah I got Baltimore well they fire Matt Canada they're really bad I mean 
I was very happy when Matt Canada left the Badgers when uh, he was the offensive coordinator because he kind of didn't do a great job there either. But uh, anyways, we have next game. First game of 3 o'clock slate on Sunday is the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the 2-2 two two Los Angeles Rams. Eagles are favored by 4.5 with a 50.5 over-under. And the fans have the Eagles at 88%. And this game is going to be good. I, like, you think you have the Rams figured out. I don't have the Rams figured out because they have a game like two weeks ago on Monday Night Football and they look pretty good. They beat Seahawks in week one and looked pretty good. They even looked good against the Niners. But I don't know what happened in that Indianapolis game. I don't know if it's because Richardson's that good and the team believes in him and they were inspired or if the the Rams aren't as like I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the Rams. I do think that Sean McVay did make some bad calls at the end of that game with uh, Indianapolis and I think that kind of hurt the Rams. But Eagles are really good. The Eagles were almost embarrassed last week. They were at home and almost lost to the Red or the Redskins. Sorry, my bad. That's the first one of the year. The Commanders. Oh. Uh yeah. I I mean I got the Eagles because they're the Eagles and Swift's good. I told you I texted you on Sunday that AJ Brown was due. And he was due. He had two touchdowns. He had a big game. Yeah. I can't go against the Eagles. I just can't do it. Well, You're gonna go I guess. The Eagles, aren't you? Yep. This is once again my time to look at you, America, dead in the eyes and go, you're dumb and you're wrong. Because give me the Rams, folks. You want to know what? The Rams might be even better than I thought they were. I think this Rams team is going to be a dynamo on offense the rest of the year, especially with Cooper Cup coming back, other people getting healthy, Matthew Stafford probably getting a few more feelings back in his arm throughout the season. This offense is going to cook all year as long as they can knock on wood, stay healthy with all their old bodies. But these young souls they have as well are cooking. Now on defense, I don't I don't have nearly as much hope for them <laughs> because it has fallen apart. I don't I don't really know Donald what's going on. And that's about it. <laughs> and that's about it. And also, Sean McVay is turning into John Harbaugh of last year, where he's, I think in some ways, actually actively trying to lose football games. But I don't care. Matthew Stafford has been through worse. And he has done it with less. And I really, I know the Eagles are good, but I don't know how much I actually believe in the Eagles this year. There are some definite holes on this Eagles squad. And I think the pass defense is by far one of them. And I just, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the bonus lock. I wanted to put the gold lock on it, but I, I don't have the balls to do it. This is a bonus lock of the week. If you can get the Rams plus five and a half points, 
they're going to hold this game at least within a field goal. I mean, maybe four points. They're not going to lose this game by a touchdown. This offense is too dynamic. I know they had one bad game this year where they didn't score points, but everyone has a bad game. And Philly's defense, I don't think it doesn't scare me like it did last year. They're all a little longer in the tooth. They're all a little bit slower. They're just, they're not hitting like they just did. And they just let Sam Howell almost beat them. And once again, I know it was a division game, but if you can say that Sam Howell almost beat you and I get Matthew Stafford, I'll take Matthew Stafford every day. So I got the I got the Rams beating the Eagles in the biggest upset of this weekend. What's interesting about uh, what you just said? What? I think that Sam Howell kind of looks like a young Matthew Stafford, especially in that game against the Eagles. So I find that interesting that you made that comparison. Um, yeah. So you got the Rams. It's going to be a good game, I think. I... I don't know. I feel like the Eagles are a better team. I am going to ride the Eagles until I don't. Um, yeah, it, it does scare me that it is in LA. And like you said earlier, when talking about the Jacksonville Buffalo game, traveling, even when it's just cross country, there's, there's a lot to it. Their Eagles play in the Eastern time zone when the Rams play in the, what, or the Pacific time zone. That's a three hour difference. Your body, like, it's a real thing. Jet lag is a real thing. But, yeah, no, I'm starting to think about taking the Rams. I'm not going to do it. I already made my pick. It's official. I got Philly. I'm moving on to the next game. <laughs> Smart. Stick to your guns, yeah. Diesel. That's what I've been yeah. doing all season. At 3.05 on Sunday, we have the 1-3 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the 1-3 Arizona Cardinals. The Bengals are favored by 3 with a 44 and a half point over under and the fans have the Bengals at 65%. I'm going to go first on this one. I'm taking Arizona. Arizona and all four games this year have looked good. Now you could make a legit argument that Arizona could be 4 and 0 rather than 1 and 3 and you can't make that argument for Cincinnati. I am off the Cincinnati train. I feel like they need to prove it to me. I have a feeling at the end of the season they're going to make a surge. This will be a playoff team. I just, right now, no. I'm coming, like, Burrow is hurt. He's not throwing the ball to uh, <laughs> anyone. He's not throwing Jamar the ball to Chase, anyone yeah. legitimately. But Jamar Chase, after the game, said that he was open. He was effing open. He's always effing open. Um, Did you see yeah. that? I, I don't know what uh, uh, gas station chain it is in Cincinnati but they legitimately changed their hours to 24-7 to be always open because Jamar Chase said that line. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, picking Arizona for the second time this year, Arizona has looked good. Like, they, they're probably the most surprising team for me, and they're one in three. Like, like I, I'm serious. You can make a legit argument that they're, they could be 4-0. Oh, and oh. I mean, they could also mean, no, they can't be 0-4 because they dominated the Cowboys. So they earned that win. They but, did. Yeah. Uh, I got Arizona. Uh, I think the Diesel, you should add another stat on your spreadsheet for how many times you have now picked Arizona since you made the very bold proclamation that you that wouldn't be picking Arizona <laughs> the entire season. So we're at two. Yeah, we're right only two. in week five. Yeah. So I, 
I think that uh, you should definitely add that to the spreadsheet so that at the end of the season, we can see how many times that you went against your own proclamation. And damn you for picking Arizona first. Because I really, I really want to pick Arizona. And I still might. I might talk myself back into it. But it's the it was the first quarter of the season. The Bengals are just slow starters. They use those first four games as a preseason. They don't know what they don't know that there's an actual preseason that the NFL has in the summertime. They don't even think that's real. As far as they're concerned, that's fake news. So they use the first four games of the season as their preseason. Now, what scares me about picking the Bengals is you are 100% right. Joe Burrow just doesn't look right right now. And I really do still stick to my guns that he should have rested a couple weeks ago. Just taking one game off. It's the first quarter of the season. Like, now you're going to have lingering damage for the rest of the year, it feels like. And can they get over it? Oh, 100%. It's the Bengals. They're they're one of the best constructed rosters in the entire NFL if you go from top to bottom on paper. Will they get it together, though? That's the question. And now the Arizona Cardinals. You are a 1,000% right, Diesel. You could make a very compelling argument. They could be 4-0 without question. They have been in every single one of the games they have played. They should have beat the Giants. How they I mean, lost that game is... More attractive because, I mean... Uh, San Francisco did start pulling away last week, but I mean, they did put up a fight for the first like three quarters, but like San Francisco is a different beast. Yeah. And, and pulling away in the fourth quarter doesn't mean that you, they did not, they haven't gotten blown out in a single game. No, They have been in the game at least through three quarters of play where you're like, shit, the Cardinals might win this game. And that I think is a real strong thing to say about them. And the fact that they're doing it with Josh Dobbs, really shows that you how bad Cliff Kingsbury was as a coach last year because it's the exact same effing team. And yet, they're doing better with a backup quarterback than they are with a one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Neither here nor there. Damn it. Just to be different and to give you a shot. And because it is, it's now officially the second quarter of the NFL season. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And I will tell you folks that I am probably in the gambling sphere going to be betting my money on Arizona because I'm going to bet the money line on them because it just seems smarter. But for this show and this relevance, I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win. And I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. Yeah, I I heard a theory that maybe Cincinnati should just tank this year. And because Higgins is going to be gone after the season, he's a free agent. They're not going to resign him. If they tank, maybe not go after Caleb Williams, obviously, because they have Joe Burrow. They could go after uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Imagine adding him to that team with uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, But anyways, I think I feel like it's going to be a good game because, like, Cardinals have played good games this year. Cincinnati really hasn't, but this could also be the game that Cincinnati needs and get their confidence up. And but I mean, they are traveling because it is in Arizona, which is another like I don't know. This game is kind of hard to call. I think we're all gonna win though because I do feel like it's gonna be a good game. 
And in those hard to call games, you know who wins? All of us. You're 100% right, because at least it'll be, should be fun to watch. And hopefully Joe Mixon scores at least four touchdowns, because that really helped my fantasy teams. Uh, not me, because I'm benching him this week. <laughs> well, then definitely, let's go Joe. Uh, I'm also benching Joe Burrow, so yeah. I'm benching Joe Burrow for Russell Wilson. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow hasn't got 10 points in fantasy yet this year. Russell Wilson is still getting around 20. Like, I don't think... I, had to. I, I will, and future Chad, please, I haven't even written down any fun facts today for you to look up, so you can do this for me. I'm pretty positive that Joe Burrow does not have 200 yards on the season yet through four games. I wouldn't be surprised, but I, yeah, it's a thing that I have to look up. But uh, speaking of Russell Wilson, he's in our next game. Hey. I'm just really good at segues today. On Sunday at 325, we have the 1-3 New York Jets traveling to the 1-3 Denver Broncos. And once again, NFL scripted. Like, they're just, like, this Denver's proving it. Like, every single matchup is like, this, this would only happen if there's someone writing it. Denver is favored by one and a half <laughs> with a 43 and a half point uh, over under, but America has the Jets winning at 68%. What do you think of this game? Uh, what is so between this week and last week, it's either the race to the bottom games or just absolute. This is this is rough. I don't, I don't, I all right. So, once again, I didn't actually watch the NFL much at all this last week, folks. I was, once again, I was at Ocean's Calling, the festival in Maryland. I'll say it once again. Great festival. Next year, I highly suggest checking it out. Wonderful time. Right on the beach. Drinks and food were a little pricey, but nothing outrageous for being in a festival. And I had the greatest lobster roll I've ever had in my life. And I mean that seriously. No hyperbole. I ate four of them. They were 30 bucks a pop, and I didn't care. That's how good they were. But on every other note, I didn't see the games that much this last week. What I did see is the Twitter sphere and social media, or the X sphere, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. The social media sphere blow up about the Jets getting screwed against Kansas City. And then also Denver pulling off a miraculous comeback against the Chicago Bears. And now this week they play each other. Well, folks, the script writers are jizzing in their pants. It's finally time. The Jets are getting this victory here because the Broncos, they're dog shit. And Robert Sala came out and said, the handcuffs are off of Brees Hall. There's no more work limitations on him. You know what, folks? Give him the ball. Pull the Bijan Robinson play on him. Just give it to him in space. He was the most effective pass catcher, runner, all-around player, basically, through the first, like, six weeks of the season last year before he ripped up his ACL. Just give him the ball. And that Denver defense? Dog shit. All right? They just let Justin Fields look like the gods next coming of Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, and Lamar Jackson all combined into one super quarterback. I don't know. Game. Zach Wilson's still dog shit. But Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Brees Hall all day. Give me the Jets. I don't care. 
it uh, they made him look that good in the first half. They did have a strip sack for a touchdown, and they got that big interception at the end of the game. But, yeah, I hear you. I blame both of those plays on Matt Eberflus. You should not not have been in shotgun in that situation where that sack fumble occurred. And that you should never have worried about the interception because you should have been up in that game and you should have been chasing points. I'm not disagreeing with you on Denver's defense being dog shit, though, because they are. I I was just saying, like, they had some – Denver's defense is why they won that game. Um, well, and Russell Wilson. Like, see, that's the thing about Denver. Everything is going wrong for them except for Russell Wilson. He's actually quietly having a pretty good year, but the rest of the team just sucks. And And that's what's hilarious about it is because he's getting all the hate for it, but he's actually been like, he's put up points every week. He hasn't really been turning the ball over. He's just been been solid. Yeah. He's been, yeah. (laughs) He's He's not been great though. What? I said he hasn't been great. And that's why they all hate him. We can blame everything on him because he hasn't been great. But I think I'm going with the Jets too, because from what I saw last week, it looks like Zach Wilson has a little more confidence in himself. Not much, but a little more. I mean, How much? I mean, they went up against the Chiefs and almost beat the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs. And, I mean, the Chiefs, they're, they're the, one of the weirdest teams in the whole NFL because they're – like a pinball machine or something like that. Like they're just sometimes they're just like getting a lot of points, and other times this little the paddle at the end, and you just whiff, and the ball goes, and you lose your turn. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I don't know. Chiefs are just the weirdest freaking team. Uh, I really thought the Jets. Well, I mean, I didn't think they were going to win that game before the game started when they were down seventeen to nothing. I didn't think they were going to win that game. I mean, even when it was tied at twenty. I still thought the Chiefs were going to win, but not the way that it happened. And, yeah. Yeah, once uh, once Tom Brady left the Patriots, the refs decided to show their allegiance with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I have the Jets in this game because Denver is just that bad. And I can't believe they're that bad, but they're that bad. And... Sean Payton looks really silly right now with all the stuff that he said in the offseason about them being the worst coach team. They don't look any better than they did last year. Um, Yeah. I mean, it is the most perfect bit of poetic irony that they they look the exact same and then they lost the first game of the season by the exact same score. It's it's the most poetic irony. And I don't really like Sean Payton at all. I think he's kind of a dick as a whole and I just as a coach I've never thought he was he's always been one of those guys who was put on a pedestal for doing great things and I've just never seen it I thought that he got gifted Drew Brees who was an amazing quarterback and then he rode Drew Brees's coattails through his entire career and they ever called him an offensive guru and a superstar quarterback coach when you just had a great quarterback I mean like, at least Bill Belichick's known for his defense, and it wasn't the Tom Brady offense that he was known for in, you know, the grand scheme of everything. So, I just don't like Sean Payton as a whole. I still can't believe that uh, Vance Joseph is employed as their defensive coordinator for Denver. I 
I do think that he's blowing it on purpose because a few years ago he was their head coach and they fired him. And so he's coming back and he's getting revenge on them. Like, that's just my personal feeling on it because he's doing awful. Like, I wouldn't hire him for another position in the NFL ever again after this. That's how bad he's doing. Like, somehow their defense got worse. And their defense, like, was probably the bright spot of the team last year. Oh, yeah. how bad they were. And they're worse. Their defense was the only startable Denver player in all of fantasy football for the most of the season last year. And you could confidently start them every week. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But moving on, next game, last game of the afternoon, 325 Sunday, we have the 3-1 Kansas City Chiefs versus the 1-3 Minnesota Vikings. Rematch of Super Bowl three, by the way. Ooh. The Chiefs are favored by five with a 53 point over under i like that there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game um because both defenses suck and uh fans have kansas city winning this game at 91 percent i i don't know i i don't like minnesota like personally and like as a team objectively physically emotionally spiritually don't think sexually Yeah, you can stop now. Uh, they, uh, they totally lost my train of thought. They don't feel like they're, they're cohesive. Like, I don't know. Justin Jefferson is a superstar, but he kind of feels like he's more about himself. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think he's chasing another payday. And he's having a pretty good year this year. Um yeah, they they played Carolina last week. They won a one possession game though. But, they know, did, and I, I really hate that points. fact. It it makes me sick that they won it by eight. They couldn't have won it by nine. Like you couldn't have right. you couldn't have won that game know. by nine just so you could have gone defeated in one possession games. You dicks. I know. Uh, but Kansas City, like I said, they're like a pinball machine. Like they feel like they they kind of feel like the Vikings from last year. A little, a little bit. Like, they don't feel like a legit 3 and one team right now. But are the Vikings going to beat them? No. No, no, no. They're not. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I need to talk about this game. I think there'll be some points scored. I do 100% agree with that. I suck. Yep, because both the defenses suck. And uh, yeah, but besides that, Kansas City, if you don't win this game, then I am I'm going to just, I am going to climb up on my little soapbox and I am going to shout from the mountaintops how right I am that it is finally time that the end is nigh and the Kansas City dynasty is dying. And I still think that's true because I really do. I think, once again, I've said it before, they have... They have put the cart before the horse. They have put too many eggs in their baskets of the Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kels. And there's not enough pieces around them anymore. Like, they can't do it. There's no one else on that team at all. They have Chris Jones on defense, and that's it. And he can't do it all by himself. I think the dynasty is dying, but not this week. I think they come out and they wreck the Minnesota Vikings. And not like wreck them in like it's a like a huge like 
win for them by a lot of points. But I think by the end of the game, it might be close. But we all, at the end of the game, go, man, Minnesota scored some points, but Kansas City was way better, huh? Yeah, I think also Kansas City is really missing Eric Bieniemy. I think that he he had a bad rap in Kansas City. Everyone was always like he was Andy Reid's right-hand man. Andy Reid is running this offense, even though Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. There's a reason he left to take another offensive coordinator job. I mean, number one, no one wanted to hire him as a head coach, and he wants to be a head coach. And he wasn't going to get hired as head coach under Andy Reid because of the reputation he had. And he's actually doing fairly well for himself with Washington. I think like that's why they're 2-2, two and two, and they could even be better than that. They're going to be a fringe playoff team, I really feel like. And I I feel like Patrick Mahomes is really missing Eric Bieniemy and his play calling. I just, yeah. It, just, they just seem off. And like I said, like yeah, they're... Like the castle is falling apart. It's starting to crumble. And it won't be long before, yeah, the dynasty is done. And it takes it takes a while. It takes a while for a castle to crumble, folks. All right. There's a lot of pieces. The foundation, though. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, power in it, and it's all very structurally sound. But the cracks are there. But, and it is starting to crack. But I mean there are times in New England where the castle started to crack and they just got some cock and be like, we got this. <laughs> they cocked the shit <laughs> out of that thing. <laughs> they like, cocked it all. Taped it back together a little bit. Yep. And like, <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody no, hide it, all the cock and duct tape from Kansas City because I'm done with this. I don't want them around anymore. No, no, New England's beyond repair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyways, moving on to Sunday Night Football. We finally have a legit Sunday Night Football game for once this season. <laughs> It's the three and one Dallas Cowboys traveling to the four and zero San Francisco 49ers. San Fran is favored by four with a forty five point over under, and America has eighty three percent for San Francisco. I personally cannot pick against San Francisco. I think in the NFL. They're the most complete team. And I think as the like teams have hung with them through like the first three quarters, but they're just they're so fast and they have so much talent and so much star power that it just you get tired and like and it's on both sides of the ball. It's not just even like they have just a really good defense or really good offense. Like they're they're the they're the total package. And I do believe some team is going to beat them because it's really hard to go undefeated in the NFL. But if they went 17-0, and I wouldn't be shocked because I really feel like they are the best team in the NFL. I don't think the Cowboys are going to come into their house and beat them. I wouldn't be surprised to see this game happen again in the postseason. But, I mean, for the third year in a row. Um, but, yeah. I have San Francisco in this game, but I do think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be like last week where San Francisco pulls away in the fourth quarter. I think that Dallas is going to give them help and they're going to take them to their limit, but San Francisco is just too tough and they're going to outlast. I don't like this game. One, one iota of a bit. I 
once again, I've said on this podcast that in good conscience, until proven wrong or a buttload of injuries happened, I would not pick against San Francisco. Also, though, I really like this Dallas squad, and I know they lost to Arizona, but we're on the same page that Arizona's not that bad. And you should have gotten dominated by Arizona like that, but, you know, sometimes that happens. Like, just once that snowball starts rolling down the hill, it's an absolute avalanche before you know it, and there's no turning back an avalanche. And it just kind of shit happens sometimes, and that's what happens. But do I trust Dak Prescott against this defense? And that is the number one answer of no. No, 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 no. Also, who's covering Brandon Ayuk? Because I think I saw a stat, and I don't know exactly, once again, Chad from the future, stat boy, throw it up there. But I can tell you this, I don't know how many of he has for receptions, but every single one of his receptions this year has either gone for a first down or a touchdown. He is basically just money right now. Every time IU touches the ball, it's money. And who's stopping Christian McCaffrey? Who's stopping Who's stopping anyone on that defense? And also, are any of the Cowboys offensive line actually going to stay healthy for the game? 90% of that line is on the uh, injury report right now. It takes one bad injury and you're on to your third string guard against that defensive line that has... 15 different guys that they rotate in to just cause absolute havoc on you. I hate how good San Francisco is. They are annoyingly good. I know that I picked him to go to the Super Bowl before, and that makes me sound really smart, but I don't care. I hate it. I don't like them. I don't like them as a team. I don't like rooting for them. They've had enough fun. Get them out of our system. But yeah, I got San Fran here. I just, I I don't, if Dallas wins this game, I would be shocked, legitimately. I would legitimately be shocked. You know what's funny? I have Stockholm Syndrome right now because you know how I feel about San Francisco. But, like, part of me is, like, I like this. Stockholm Syndrome, it messes with your mind. Like, I don't know. It's it's probably because I have McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo and Fantasy. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, I honestly think that right now, the season were to end after four weeks, Christian McCaffrey is MVP. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, he had four touchdowns last week and could have had five, but they decided to do a QB sneak. Should have given it to him. I mean, he nearly had 45 fantasy points, but <laughs> I know that because I have him. Um, yeah, it's, it's – yeah, San Francisco's just – they're just really good. They're just really good. Um, I'm excited for this game because I do think that it's finally we get a heavyweight fight on Sunday Night Football. And, yeah. But it's not the last game of the week because we still got Monday Night Football. And what a matchup we got for you. We got the 2-2 Green Bay Packers traveling to the 1-3 Las Vegas Raiders. And I was just joking. That's not a very good matchup at all. We got the Packers are favored by 2 with a 45 and a half point favorite, or I mean over under, sorry. And the fans have Green Bay at 75%. I mean, I'm taking Green Bay in this game because Las Vegas isn't very good. 
and Josh McDaniels is just an idiot, and I can't believe he hasn't been fired yet. And I'm glad that Devontae Adams did not get seriously injured last week because it did not look good when he had to be helped off the field and they, like, helped him into the locker room. I thought for sure he broke his collarbone. All of a sudden, second half happened. I'm like, wait, is that number 17 on the field? And oh, he had a big second half, and they almost came back to beat uh, the Chargers. That was a good game, too. Herbert, oh, man. Since, we didn't, since the Chargers aren't playing this weekend, we can get to talk about that. Herbert had a really good game, and he broke his middle finger on his non-throwing hand. And, yeah, because it got stepped on. When he was uh, after he threw a pick, and he was trying to, he got rocked. It was on the ground, and someone just took advantage and just. I mean, it probably wasn't on purpose because that'd be horrible if it was. But yeah, yeah, I don't know where I'm going. Um, I got Green Bay because I don't think that Las Vegas is very good. They got Max Crosby on defense, so he's gonna probably give the Packers some problems just because the line isn't very good. But I mean, and Jacobs is probably gonna get his yards. Adams is probably going to get his yards, but Jimmy G isn't playing. I don't remember the backup's name. I don't think Jimmy G's playing. I think he had an injury that was out for like three or four weeks or something like that. I don't remember his name. He looked, he didn't look bad against the Chargers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just like the Packers, I think after losing to Detroit and having like a mini bye week and getting healthy, Alexander is practicing, Ellen Jenkins is practicing again. That's going to help. Ellen Jenkins is going to be the biggest piece that we're going to get back because we need him on our line. It sucks about David Bakhtiari going on the IL and probably missing the whole entire year, but I guess it wasn't the turf thing. I guess I was wrong about that and everyone else was wrong about that. But uh, it sucks because we could really use him. Uh, but, yeah, I got Green Bay. It's going to be an interesting game. I don't think that Green Bay is going to run away with it. I wouldn't even be surprised to see Green Bay get smoked in this game, to be honest with you. Like, just throw it up to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams' revenge game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I got Green Bay, though. Where do you think I'm going with this game, Diesel? I'm going to tell You're you right now. Las Vegas. Uh, okay, well, that's interesting. I will tell you. I have not given out the golden lock of the week is going on this game. I have not I didn't given even out. Realize the, that. I didn't yeah, even realize. the golden lock of the week has not been given out. The golden lock of the week is going on this Monday night football game. Where do you think I'm going with it? I told you you're going with Las Vegas. You are couldn't be more dead wrong, sir. I am riding with the Green Bay Packers, folks, and you can put it on the mother. Board, the golden lock of the week boys and girls the raiders are garbage and i don't care that they almost came back on the chargers you know who else is garbage the chargers, chargers you know who's are not, not actually garbage. garbage chargers aren't garbage the chargers are mediocre they're a broken team and they have a lot of problems they're garbage in that respect they should be thrown away and fixed all right it's a thing they're garbage you know who's not garbage? The Green Bay Packers, who get an actual quasi-bye week. They haven't played since last Thursday. Like, they've had so much time. Christian Watson gets a little more time, get a little more healthy, get that hamstring a little healthier. You get the backup linemen who need a little more time to gel together as an offensive line. You get Aaron Jones back into that lineup. The Raiders are bad. And... 
I guarantee you Matt LaFleur is looking at Devonta Adams on the other side of the field. And he's right now looking at Mr. Dumbass defensive coordinator going, if you can let him beat us right now and make all of us look that dumb, I'll kill you myself. I swear to God, I'll kill you myself right here, right now on this field. Like, they can't let Devontae Adams beat them. That is all that the Green Bay media harked on for an entire year, is that if we'd have had Devontae Adams, we'd have won that game. If we'd have had Devontae Adams, you know we'd have made that catch. If Devontae Adams wins this game and beats the Green Bay Packers, the entire organization needs to be fired. And that's it. That's a different discussion for a different day. But it ain't going to happen, folks. Because the Green Bay mother freaking Packers, they're coming in here. Jordan Love, I trust in you. You are going to light it up on Monday Night Football. I got mad respect for some reason. I don't know why. And once again, sat boy Chad from the future. I like how I talk to myself from the future. Green Bay Packers quarterbacks on Monday Night Football have an absolute insane winning percentage. It's absolutely wild between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. They don't lose in primetime football. And Jordan Love, he's going to just keep that nice little waiver rolling. Golden lock of the week. Give me the Green Bay Packers. We'll say, though, I think that Matt LaFleur isn't a bright coach because every single week, he talks about how they need to give the ball to uh, Aaron Jones more. And he doesn't know why they aren't doing it. Well, it's because you're the freaking coach and you're calling the plays. You should know why. Like, they came out in the first drive last week. After getting an interception, they came out, went three and out. Not one time did Aaron Jones touch the ball. It's like you should have been giving them the ball on the first two downs. You need to establish the run, especially when your offensive line isn't doing good. Because if you can't establish the run, they're going to rush the quarterback every single play. And it's going to be exactly what happened last Thursday. It was a horrible game plan. I I don't know how to feel about Matt LaFleur. I don't think he's that bright. He's horrible with clock management. I told my brother this week, and like I couldn't believe that these words were coming out of my mouth myself. I think that when it's all said and done, Mike McCarthy might be a better head coach than Matt LaFleur. I mean, mean, that's not like a hot take. Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl championship, but like... (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm I'm not going to actually walk away with that. But it felt felt like a good moment to make a big uh, statement like that. I, I could believe it. I mean, like, in like with Mike McCarthy being gone and at hindsight being 2020, and like, not saying he's doing excellent in Dallas, he's not doing bad. He's turned that franchise around, that's for sure. But like, it's definitely a different culture than it was during the Mike McCarthy culture. I don't know. They felt more like champions under Mike McCarthy for some reason, even when they went to like back to back NFC championship games and getting the number one overall seed under Matt LaFleur. It felt like it was because Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. You know what I mean? It wasn't the same. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm starting to not like Matt LaFleur. I'm starting to kind of hope that maybe if they do bad this year that they move on from him and try to find somebody else because I'm starting to believe he's not the answer. 
He just sucks. He, he sucks so hard. Well, this was fun. There, this week is super interesting. It's it's a puzzle. It really is a puzzle. With some of these games, like uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis, like that is a coin flip. If there've ever been a coin flip, I don't know if it's that game. I am very interested to watch Red Zone this week because there, there's a lot of games that. I want to see. Last week, I was iffy on some of them. I didn't think some of the matches were that great. I can't honestly say there isn't a game that I don't have at least a little bit of interest in. Like, there's something about every single game that I like. Um, but, yeah, I did notice something that uh, you went against one of your normal things. You picked three teams that played in overtime last week to win. And that's 100% because I didn't watch football last week, so I didn't even realize that they played in overtime. But to Damn it! Fair, to be fair, you kind of got like forced to in the Philadelphia Rams game. They both okay. played in overtime. But that's fair. You picked Washington, and you picked uh, Indianapolis. Shit. But... <laughs> shit, shit, and shit. <laughs> I just thought about that. Uh, we have three different picks from each other, so we won't be tied. Uh, so... You, you'll I mean, probably still have the lead. You're probably technically, we ahead. still could be if I only am like, I mean, we could be tied overall with uh, the way this goes since we have three. Like, if you only got two right more than me, I got two. All right, you're right. I, and my math's horrible. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm getting, yeah. I'm numbers down. are hard. Yeah, numbers are hard. I liked it better when we recorded this show in the morning. <laughs> I was more awake. It was easier. <laughs> Drinking coffee. Uh, but I don't mind doing it at night either. That's just a sidebar, a little tangent, like letting people in fourth wall. I was to say, peek behind the curtain, folks. We used yeah. to record this show in uh, 9 a.m. in the morning, and now we record it at 9, 8, 9 p.m. at night. Yeah, it's weird, but it's not bad. We used to record late into the night back in the day anyways. We used to be up to like midnight, past midnight sometimes. because Way later than this. You from the okay, we're on a way. This is not a part of the show at all. Why are we still talking? What do, do I have two final thoughts still? Yeah, I mean, you're keeping this in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fine. Uh, I'm not going to cut it, obviously. That's way too much work. Uh, final thoughts from Chad. I don't have any final thoughts. Um, I'm pretty excited to watch uh, football this week and actually sit down and watch Red Zone. I watched a little bit, like, probably watched about quarter and a half of Red Zone this past week uh, out in Maryland. I had, we were we didn't go to the festival till a little bit later, and we were on the East Coast. And I will say this. This is, I guess, my actual final thought time zones real freaking weird man felt like a time traveler when i was coming back driving from the east coast to wisconsin because the whole time my gps is saying i'm gonna get home at like seven in the morning and i'm like because we didn't we changed the clock in the car to be east coast time and i'm staring at the clock like there is no freaking way i'm going to make it home by 7 a.m in the morning (laughs) by what this clock is saying and I had a real stoner moment for a little while until I finally realized when I was like driving into Illinois and my phone like switched over to central time zone. Oh shit. Yeah. That, that, that clocks, that makes more sense there. Yeah. I'm going to, I lose it out. Yeah. All right. But yeah, time zones are weird, man. Time zones are weird. Yeah. Uh, I do have one more final thought. I lied to everybody. There is one game I have zero interest in, and that's the Thursday night game. I don't give a shit about that game at all. 
Uh, luckily, I have plans on Thursday night, so I won't have to force myself to watch it. So, but all the games on Sunday and obviously Monday, because Packers, I, I have interest in all of those games. You know that the best game of the week is probably going to be Chicago at Washington because I just said all that stuff. So, yeah. Chat, uh, put the stuff on the screen about the social media stuff. Everyone, social media stuff everywhere. Uh, follow Diesel over there. Follow Chad over here. Follow the show down there. Make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, in the comments this week, why don't you tell me why I'm so much better than Diesel? Because I'm ahead in the record. So just you know, drop in the comments your reason why I'm better than Diesel. That's pretty one. That's a good one. My reason is because you wear glasses and it makes you look smarter. Nailed it. I love it. I don't really have anything else to say, so I think that we should just wrap this up. Week five is going to be a good one. Can't believe we're already in week five, but it was a lot of fun doing this face-to-face again. Last week was really weird doing it by myself. Uh, I was looking forward to doing this all day, and yeah, I'm looking forward to this week, and I got nothing else to say except for Let's go watch some football! Bye! This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.